Hey, this is Greg Hawks and Dean DaCosta again for another Dueling Sorcerers. And this week, we're going to take a little bit different approach. We're going to talk about uh, some of the hard wrecks we worked with in the past and some of the solutions that we built around them. So I'm going to kick it off because I remember one particular job that comes to mind. Uh, I once had was tasked to look for a monorail design engineer. And as most people know, monorails haven't been built in over 30 years. And and Dean, do you remember the last time that somebody was talking about building a monorail? Uh, yeah, about two years ago when Seattle was extending their monorail. Well, this was this was before two years, but yeah, so it's been a while. Previous to that, it was Disney, right? So yep. that's that's where I started. I started looking at at Disney people that had worked on the Disney monorail, people that had worked on similar things, and you know, this this was turned into more of a global search. But one of the things I found is that. Some of the same parts were used in like light rails and fast speed rails and fast speed trains and things like that. So I was able to pull some keywords in, in that respect around that and just search on Google for different for different engineers that worked in that sort of thing. So it, was, it wasn't an easy position by any means, but it was definitely something that I had to think out of the box and I had to find some different resources because this was before all the new Chrome tools were out. I mean, this was before all that stuff was out there. So, I mean, it was it was a much different approach, a much different way of thinking about things, but it taught me a lot about sourcing because I had to really go out and look at projects. I had to look at news on what kind of companies were building this stuff and and really go out, go outside my normal parameters on, on, on what to search for. Um, so, I mean, I, I looked at a lot of rails. I, Chicago, Chicago was actually a good area to look for these types of folks because What's in Chicago? Chicago, they have the above ground rails and things like that. So it was it was cool to to learn about all this stuff. And then you know I was the the result the result of it was I was able to find some people that you know they didn't match the exact the exact profile of a monorail design engineer, but they worked with enough stuff that was related to it. And I think that was a key aspect. So I mean that's something that we all all have to have to to utilize a, a lot of times. I mean. Uh, have you worked on anything like that in the past, Dean? Um, for me, most of what I, it, it wasn't so much things that I'd never worked on before. It, it was more a matter of the added requirements that made it unique. Um, I remember one job a while back, um, quite a while back when security was really becoming a big thing where they needed a security developer person, but they wanted them to have a specific certification where the certification itself was like, really 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 new um now i didn't know that at the time i just took the they, I, I got the information before i met with the hire manager i did my research and i had to go to him and say hey look first of all i'm not sure why they, you want them to have certification it's not really a developing certification it's a networking one number one number two it's a brand new one there's like five people in the world that have it so what are we doing here and um the hire manager explained to me why and it made sense. Um, and I said, well, first thing you need to do is change the job description to make sure people understand we're talking about a security developer in the network security space because it's not it's not obvious in the job description. It was very generic. And he agreed. And I said, second of all, again, there's only five in the world. We're going to struggle. This could take a long time, if at all. And um, I had already identified all five. And I had to explain to him, you know what, dude, four of these people, um, are making like 200 plus thousand dollars a year and this is back in 2005 yeah um we got a problem because you can't afford 200 thousand and um 
ended up where he didn't like my answer. So he decided, uh, and my hiring manager, he didn't like my answer with my hiring manager and I didn't agree on some stuff. And my manager just said, well, fine, let him pick a different recruiter and let them work on it. And after about six months of literally every other recruiter at, in the freaking group working on it, and no one, I mean, we all, like everybody identified the one person we thought we could get, but nobody could get him to reply. Um, I ended up getting it back and I sat down with the hiring manager and said, look, you want me to, you want to get this filled? We're going to do it my way. You just got to be patient. And he shut up for a minute, thank God. And uh, I went down the road of looking at the one person we thought we could get, figuring out something, some way of connecting with him. He, he wasn't going to reply to the standard, to anything from Link, to, from excuse me, from uh, Microsoft saying we were looking for a job or anything even remotely like that. So I, you know, I just started finding something to connect with him. And I forget how it was I found it, but I found something which told me he was a comic book collector, which I am as well. And I just started contacting him for comics. Over a two week period, we talked about comics. And after about two weeks, he started, He, you know, he obviously knew where I worked and he knew, he, he actually mentioned, hey, you know, I've been getting a lot of emails from you guys. What's going on? I go, what's going on with what? And he goes, well, I assume you guys are all recruiters trying to, you know, recruit me. And I go, I'm trying to talk about comic books. I really haven't paid attention. I have no clue. Um, I could check if you want. And, you know, we played that cat and mouse game for two more days. And finally, he just said, so what's going on? So I told him. And then I tried to push it back to comics, but he didn't want to, which is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> and long story short, about two, three weeks later, he started. And he's still there, actually. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so for me, it's never been weird things I've never it's never been weird things that are like huh like something i don't think anybody's ever worked on but it's always been things either i've never worked on before or things where they have that added little i want this too yeah it just makes no freaking sense and sometimes you know once you talk to our manager it then makes sense and you do what you got to do other yeah. times you talk to our manager it still doesn't make sense you tell the higher manager no i yeah. mean and contrary so to public belief, and this is something where recruiters and sourcers lack it's okay to say no to a hiring manager as long as you have the facts to support you saying no. Well, you said you said there are five people there. There are five people in the country that could do the job, right? So, yep. I mean, that's that's a very niche type of market. And, yep. and the the way the reason you knew that was because they had to have the certification, right? I mean, that's that's something that I use on a regular basis. If if it's a required certification. I mean, I'll use that and, and like, you can use stuff like NYSIT. NYSIT is fire suppression certification, right? And you can literally put that into uh, the Google or put that into uh, a LinkedIn uh, search and find a target list of, of people that can do the job or you can, you can use some competitive intelligence type stuff. Um, but I mean, that's that's another way to get to the, the final answer as well. But what, what you talked about, I mean, it's you really reeled this person in and that's sometimes what you got to do, right? So, I mean, yeah, I, I know I was going in somebody in the same way about a software engineering job for like four weeks, you know, just, you know, keeping up that relationship, talking about what you initially talk about, um, you know, and what, what I usually do is I just be honest. I, I'm honest with people. If I see something about them doing some teaching and it's also related to software engineering because that's kind of what our market is right now, I'll talk to them about it and I'll say, hey, I, I really noticed uh, you've got both both of the things that we're looking for and and just keep talking to them you know but I think I think that's a, a key point I mean you started with the certification you could tell just instantly it was gonna be a hard search right so yep that's 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 a key element a lot of people don't even dig into like 
the the the, the keywords and the certifications and, and what they all mean and and even have the that recalibration call with the, the hiring manager so i thought that was great so um another thing that i've worked on in the past that was kind of strange i guess um was uh, i remember working at uh for a company out in california and uh, they were looking for a refurbishment electronics engineer so what what that entailed was they would take ipads pcs refurbish them and then resell them as 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 new products out in the market right so it was a very niche type of of position as well and what i did is i did again i did research on it research was a big part of that um, and I found a, a keyword around reverse logistics. And reverse logistics is basically that type of, of search, uh, that type of process in a similar way. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of people that had refurbishment, electronics refurbishment on their resume. There just weren't a lot of people out there. But there's a lot of people that had reverse logistics and worked in that type of system, especially manufacturing. So I was able to identify people that weren't in the initial pipeline that way enable the real people in, in that respect so i mean it's, it's the same type of deal i mean it's 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 researching it's it's finding you know what what's the key element and then providing solutions around it right dean yep definitely so and that that's the key with all with all hard with all weird out of the box type of jobs just do your research meet your hiring manager talk it over then read then perhaps remold your research a little bit based on what you and I imagine talked about, which is probably going to change some stuff. And and in doing your research, usually your whole sourcing plan gets built. Um, you know, I remember trying to help a company once a while back with an upstream engineer. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is an oil and gas industry thing. Um, I did not know that, by the way, at that time. I did my research talked to the person I was trying to help, it was just a favor, got more info on it and come to realize they really weren't looking for an upstream engineer. They were looking for the an upstream architect of sorts, basically the person that did the architecture for a whole bunch of stuff, which is fine. Um, and I come to find out why he called in upstream engineers, because that's what they called. The problem is that's not what the industry called it. Yeah. Um, and so obviously at that point, knowing it's a gas and oil industry thing, knowing that it's a very, there's only so many places to go. I just basically went and said, okay, fine, I'm gonna target all of the gas and oil companies in the US and look for what I'm looking for. And I'm gonna look at all the variables and do all my stuff and figure out who it is I'm I'm, I'm trying to, to do. And, and it worked. I mean, I, you know, I knew it would, but it was something I'd never worked on. And it, and it, and what mattered, what made it harder is that, that what they called it and the industry title weren't the same. Yeah. And selling that to that, selling that to the candidate was a very interesting thing. In fact, we had to make a minor change to the, to the title. But it, it, you know, so it's stuff like that. But it's even going so far as you know, taking a step backwards. And I've said this at SourceCon a few times. Uh, several years ago, helping a friend of mine target a specific company's testing group. There was a reason for it. I never said this when I spoke of it. The reason for it was they were using a specific testing tool that they were the only one in that specific geo was using it. Um, you know, the next nearest place anybody was using that tool was all the way on the East Coast, and they didn't want to reload somebody that far away. And so this is the the story where we used creepy because they wouldn't reply to him to figure out if there was anywhere in particular where they were congregating 
that maybe he could just show up and talk to me on you know, the old geo-based thing. Hey, I hear all the Microsoft testers go here on Thursdays. Let's go there and see what we can do to source them. Um, and so eventually, you know, he met them. He went to where they go to hang out once a week together, and he was able to recruit three or four of them. Um, but it's the same thing, and and I think, you know. I think people get so caught up in their, oh, I'm just going to go on LinkedIn, find my book, send enough email, emails out that I'll get a decent enough reply. I mean, they play the the, the, the the dartboard game where they just find enough people to throw them in the air and throw darts until a couple stick. And that's not fine. It's really piss poor recruiting, to be well, quite honest you, with you. When, you. when you go to the different, when you go to where they live, when you go to their forums, when you go to where they're communicating, when, you know, like, in Reddit's a good example of that. I mean, people, like, they'll post anything on Reddit nowadays. So, I mean, that's that's a prime exa- example because, I mean, that's where people live, that's where people communicate, and like Facebook. Like, Facebook is another place that people, you, you find their true identities of what they were really talking about. Um, but, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not just about finding people on LinkedIn. It's about going to where they're communicating, to where they're, they're, they're talking to each other, to where they're complaining right. about. So. You know, about, I think it was a year and a half ago, I had somebody at SourceCon stop and go, hey, Dean, I need to find people that work on farms. I'm thinking myself. There's really sites good. for that. I've been. I agree with you, but I, first of all, I had to go. You need to find people that work on farms. Part of me wanted to make a smart out comment, decided not to. And I've worked on a farm, so I'm not totally. I mean, just I said, okay, here's what you do. There's a couple of easy ways to do this. Way one, go on the state site look for all the farms they are on there because they almost all get state subsidies of some kind and you'll know what name of all the farms are yeah then look on a map where all the farms are find the nearest town go there on friday at about seven or eight most of them will be in the bar right there and you can talk to all of them and hire them and they actually emailed me about six months later said i they did that exact thing and they found them and they hired a bunch of people and i go it's not rocket science to do this i just think people don't think i think sometimes like i said i think linkedin and i wrote an article about this i'll say again i think linkedin has been a boon for sourcing but has also been a bust for sourcing it's been a boon in that one place you can go and find all these people it's been a bust because it's created a lot of really lazy recruiters and sources yeah but on the flip side of that i mean these people do gather places i mean sometimes oh yeah sometimes it's a bar sometimes it's at a conference sometimes it's association sometimes it's a chapter meeting sometimes yeah i actually told the same person the other thing you can do is look for the state fair i guarantee you they'll all be at the state fair yeah and and so i mean it's it's about you know where where do these people gather where where do they yeah. communicate so i mean and, and we're about to be at sourcecon and that's where a bunch of recruiters and sourcers yep and and you know people from different industries are exactly like us whether it's the tech industry whether it's the farm industry whether it's you know um mechanics i mean they they're all like us they they all post stuff on social they all they all communicate most of them have cell phones at some point and communicate on there somehow (laughs) you know i actually just spoke to somebody who's looking for say hey we need recruiters can you help us i go no but if you go to source now i bet you find both of them yep (laughs) and they're like oh that's a good idea i'm like but i mean being here with in just just dive into software engineers i mean they blog they vlog they they 
you know, they put blogs up. I mean, yep. they, they do like, blogging, they do videoing, they are, they put code up on different code repositories. So, they're they're out there too. Everybody's out there. We're in the land of, of you know, everybody's out there. And that's the thing that people need to understand. I got to a big discussion, actually a semi-argument with a guy um, basically swears by LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn, this, LinkedIn, that. And I keep saying this. I'm sorry I pick on LinkedIn. I don't yeah, but, but, I mean, there's so much more out there. Like, there's right. meetups, there's AngelList, there's, I mean, I'm just oh. talking tech now, but there's there's associations around... Uh, there's AMA for doctors and nurses. There's, um, there's, there's actually conferences. There's actually a truck service conference. Several of them. I, I know and not about. everybody, and that's what I keep, and that's why I, I said, dude, not everybody's on LinkedIn. Yeah. As it's got 610 million. Let's say that's right. Facebook's and, got 3.5 billion. And you billion, yes. billion, big difference. So obviously LinkedIn doesn't have everybody. And and I mean even like YouTube. YouTube is a, a huge oh um, yeah a huge resource. I mean you can, uh, you can uh, not for me. I've been using it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but people don't talk about it. And I mean that's that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about uh, next week. But I mean. You know, it's it's an untapped resource, and a lot of times, especially if if you find somebody who's who's trying to grow their YouTube channel or whatever, like me, uh, you'll find contact information right there. So, I mean, yeah. It's... See, I'm not trying to grow my YouTube channel. I'm like, you know what, dude? Here's the stuff. If you guys want to learn stuff for free, go there. If not, then that's fine too. I do it as much for myself as I do it for anybody yeah. else. Um, if people want to go there, they go, I've got a decent amount of I only, you see, that's a part of my problem. I don't even know what, I stopped looking at my numbers for social media probably four years ago when I went into my Twitter hand, Twitter feed and I had like 60,000 files. I'm like, okay, that's impossible. Something's not right here. And I used the tool and come to find out that about 50% mm, were fake, fake profiles. And I'm like, I don't want fake following so i got rid of them and then i got and then i and so and then i cleaned it up again because then i noticed a whole bunch of not fake profiles but questionable profiles and so i think i'm at fourteen thousand, which i'm fine with that because frankly i don't really i don't pay yeah. i don't even pay attention to how many people i have on linkedin i just look at them if they seem real and they seem legit i'll connect with them and when i hit the magic number of thirty thousand, they say i'm sorry you can't accept anymore then i'll have to go in and clean it up but until then i ain't gonna worry about it because i really i, I there's a tool that you could clean up your Twitter account, wasn't it? I, I, it wasn't yeah, a, there was a couple of them out there. They're listed on the SSAR page. I'm not going to go through them all because, frankly, I don't remember. I I, I, Weepy or Follower Wonk or something like that. Yeah, Follower Wonk does it. Follower Wonk does it. Right. They'll sit there and look at them all. They'll tell you which ones are fake. They'll tell you which ones are questionable, which ones are this, which ones are that, uh, which ones are in English, which ones aren't in English. And I'll give you a hint. I speak several languages, but when it comes to social media, if you're if you're if your account's not in English, I'm probably not going to connect with you. Frankly, I ain't got the patience to try to remember how to read another language either. It's one I speak because I don't I, speak that much. You know, when's the last time I fluently had to speak any other language besides English? It was probably 12 years ago. I don't, you know, I I mean, unless you get me drunk and then my Hispanic accent comes out and then I'll start speaking a little more. I don't. You know, I, I don't fluently talk in other languages very often because, frankly, there's nobody around me that speaks the language very right? yeah. No one in my family speaks freaking Japanese or Portuguese or the only language they speak around here that is fluent is my wife, and that's German. Yeah. And uh, and that's usually it. Usually the only time she speaks to me in German is because there's something she wants to tell me she doesn't want nobody else to know about. Usually I can figure out what it is without hearing her talk. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a good place to stop it, Dean. Dean and I are going to be at SourceCon in real yep. life next week. 
Dean is presenting. I'm presenting. I'm going to be a hologram. I'm not going to be in real life. No, I'm joking. I'm... No, you're going to be in real life. We're going to have to yeah. take a picture together. At, at one yeah. Point. Um, we'll be there. And, um, and and Jeremy is also presenting. Jeremy's um, going to be there. Levy's so. going to be there. Who else? Yeah, I was surprised. Oh, you know, you know who's... who's you know, just take a second here. And I'm, you know who's speaking there? And, and, and judging by what I saw that they're going to be talking about, I really want to say... Hang on a minute. Let me open up my. The Wolford. It was Wolford. Yeah, it's Wolford. Yeah. yeah, we talked about him last time. Yeah. Yeah, something about what he's talking about. I'm like, I gotta see if he's gonna do what I think he's doing, and if not, I mean, you know, it's really funny. We're we're the people. You know, we're we're presenting, so people want to come in and meet see and all that but yet i think sometimes for people forget that we're just as much fans of people yeah it's for quantum sourcing oh, totally, we're totally, just as much totally. fans of people we're just as much fans of people as people are of us and and it's it's funny because you know when when i started this whole this whole youtube channel you know i'm saying i'm growing growing the, the channel or whatever but really what what it has resulted in is people will come to me they'll comment on some of my videos and they'll teach me something about something i had no idea about so yeah it's, it's really that that full open source mentality that's one of the reasons why we do this too i mean we've got a lot of great comments on this yep. as well so but we're yeah it's really funny and i told uh I, and i told greg this i actually was I went out with a couple friends of mine, my son, and some other people to watch uh, Thursday Night Football a couple weeks ago, preseason, and somebody came up and introduced themselves because they knew me from this podcast. And see, that's why I put our faces on it, <laughs> so people know us. So, but no, uh, no, but that's 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 always great. It's always good to to, to hear that and to to be recognized out in 